0: all right
1: we're back what's up craig what's up peter all right buddy i'm doing great man i'm excited to talk to you today well you're always excited to talk to me Uh, that's true what
0: would you not be this
1: is the type of thing i could literally have a conversation with you and not record it but i figured it's probably better to record this one
0: is this going to be another rant or do we have something special to talk
1: about no, we have something special to talk about, but there's a variety of topics. So we'll see how they flow together. Okay. So the first thing I want to tell, talk to you about is I was talking to a friend of mine and, uh, she practices in an area that she doesn't want to live in. She's, she's in the Northeast. She's wants to change. She wants to move to another state. She wants to leave, you know, New York city. And, uh, uh, she said, I, I said, well, what are you waiting on? She goes, well, you know, New York got really beat up with COVID mm-hmm. and, uh, it's going to take a little time for me to get my profit back up and then I want to sell. So she's convicted. She absolutely wants to leave, but she said, I'm just, you know, going to work a little harder and get everything back to where it was and then flip the switch and sell it. And I was thinking about it. And I'm like, well, if we are in agreement here, because what I believe is that you could run your plan perfectly and drive, you know, 30, 40, 50% net profit to your bottom line in a year or two or whatever the time frame is, maybe even six, eight months, I feel pretty confident that we're gonna be in a recession with the rising interest rates, maybe not a recession, but definitely in a period of lower valuation. So what I was telling her is like, well, you could get your profit 30, 40% up more, but valuations are bananas right now, and maybe in a year they'd be less. And if you ran your plan and executed your plan perfectly and dropped that profit, but wound up getting three or four times less turns on your business, you'd actually make less money. So I wanted to just hear your thoughts. About well, that. you know,
0: I I am a pseudo economist. Yeah, right? that's why I like to talk to you about this. Yeah. Time. So you you are you are right in your um, hypothesis. I think to a certain degree, but there's, let me put a caveat in that. There is money that, that private equity has. If, if, if let's say she was selling to private equity, there is money that they have pledged at a certain interest rate. So regard for us, for a short period of time, probably the next six to 12 months where they get the interest rate that they agreed to on their credit line, you know, yeah, they're
1: locked right. for that amount of
0: money. The 30 year, uh, mortgage just crossed 6% interest yesterday for the first time Greg in, the, in a long time we have had um so economists speculated that we would have in Q1 of the GDP we would have 1.1% growth okay well, obviously 1.4% growth we actually when push came to shove they just they just released this this week or or early uh, or late last week it was negative 1.4 so they were wrong um, so that's so a recession by definition is two quarters of negative contra- of contraction of a GDP. Okay, so we've got one or two consecutive quarters, two consecutive quarters. But they were wrong by their speculation by two hundred forty basis points. Yeah. Okay, so the swing was two hundred forty basis points. They were wrong. So we have been on this kind of Red Bull high with the money printing that happened and COVID that happened. So valuations were going crazy. You can see that in technology. So the government just kept printing money, printing money, printing money. Well, guess what? So that was called quantitative easing, right? Yeah. Right, where you give money to the economy and Mm -hmm. and everything starts rolling. So when you can borrow money at 0%, which is a lot of what people were being able to do at the top, valuations are bananas. For instance, in like software and tech, it's eight times top line revenue. Yeah. Not, not EBITDA. Which, yeah. Okay.
1: Not your profit.
0: So this printing led to 30 to 50% higher valuations
1: than typically there would have been in a market correction. Okay. Okay. I'm going to ask you for your crystal ball because you're going deep into things that, I, that you're going to lose me on. What's your crystal ball tell, tell you? In 12 months from now, are valuations similar Slightly less or far less for dentistry? Uh, well, I don't, ball. Ball. I don't have a crystal ball, but... Um, well, just tr- try to give me your best answer. Because so, this is going to be... Uh, you always said, you know, you, we record all this. So we'll, we'll <laughs> History this proves someone, it, someone correct? <laughs> yeah, you always say that. <laughs>
0: well, where I was going with that was that... So we've had quantitative easing, right? Out of COVID and things like this, where the government was giving people money and it was helping giving businesses money and it was helping. Well, guess what, Craig, they want that money back. So they've been doing quantitative tightening now. As you know, they've been announcing interest rates will be rising. So they're gonna, the Fed is going to be announcing another probably 50 basis points on top of what we have now. So we're going to be in probably 6.5% interest on 30-year money in the next
1: 30 to 45 days. So, And, and by the way, you're not even just talking about the printing of the money. What about the money that's just being written these checks? I mean, the Biden administration wants to pledge thirty-three billion dollars of weapons. Dude, that's to a that's Ukraine. a that's a rounding error from the numbers we're talking about, though. Well, I mean, just as a placeholder, we spend fifteen billion per year right, on well, our don't, own national security.
0: So you asked the question, uh, me speculate speculate on what wh- where valuations will be? I think there is. I think this year they will remain relatively the same.
1: Interesting for the whole year. Yep, yep. Yeah, I disagree. Okay, I, I think, think we, and I think maybe slightly down,
0: you're... maybe slightly down. I think twenty twenty, I think twenty twenty three will be in a full blown recession.
1: Yeah, I okay. That's and I, I think
0: there's that. a lag indication, right? So sometimes these waves take a while to manifest, especially into America. So first it hits things like this first hit big, big metropolitan areas, New York, California, you know, uh, Miami, they they hit big cities first. The wave hits there first. And then it starts. Why is
1: that? Why do you say that?
0: It just happens. Honestly, like I can remember back in 2008 and nine, like, rural communities didn't really know it had hit yet right because it just they weren't they weren't as leveraged and there wasn't there wasn't these financial capitals so the reverberations didn't didn't go inland yet but eventually things trickle bad news trickles downhill and, and it just takes a while to hit kind of middle america if you will so i believe at scale everybody will be affected um probably in the next eight months um but I don't think it's going to be a doom and gloom, Greg. It's not going to be like 2009 where we had yeah,
1: look at the mortgage back crisis. Yeah, and all I mean, stuff. That, yeah. you know,
0: so much of our economy is based on real estate and healthcare and things like that. Right. So the mortgage that was just such a complete shit show that it just it just there was no way to avoid that crisis. Um, I don't think it's going to be that way. I think people. I think it's been priced in as a matter of fact because we've been yeah, expecting it so long that I think there's that we we're going to insulate somewhat from it. But it's gonna be hard to borrow money. I mean, the days of the days of kind of free money are over for a while because the the Fed needs that money
1: back. Yeah, we need to contract it. The Fed is gonna to try to keep those rates up so that we can slow, cool the economy off slightly. But the always the delicate balance is trying to cool it without sending us into a full-blown recession. But so back I to think- your
0: back to your original question though, Greg, with how you started the pot about your friend. I don't think you're wrong. So you could all right, so let me, let me put it this way. So the rule is for every, essentially in business, for every 1% increase in interest rates, you need your valuations going to go down 15 to 20%. Wow. <laughs> okay, so for every 100 basis points, the interest rate rises, you, either need, you need
1: to increase your top line revenue to stay at the same valuation 20%. Okay, so for every point that it caught, every additional point, percentage point that it takes to borrow X dollars, your business needs to increase by what percentage to stay the same value? 15 I to, hear that to 20%. Okay. So let's just call it 20%. Okay. So, so rates have gone up by 2% easy. Yep. Institutional money. So this person would have to increase their business right now by 40% to get the same amount of money as she next would have year. gotten next year. She would
0: Yes. I think this will, well, no, I think this good. will manifest. Yeah. Okay. So Could, remember I started it with a caveat certain, though, but I started it yeah, with a caveat about, about that, that tranche of money. money. I started that caveat right. that, that private equity and, and some have done that, but there's others that were actually going for funding as we speak. Okay. Well, they are probably out of the mix now.
1: Right, so so when you have less people competing for the same asset, prices tend to go down. Supply and demand as yes. well. So so this person's I- idea of a one-year plan to fix their profit and then sell could wind up netting her less money.
0: Absolutely, and here's the other kicker with that, Craig. If 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 they're not at a scale where EBITDA matters, meaning if you're a practice that's doing a million one five or less
1: or a single doctor or if a you're single, single doctor,
0: doctor, like it's still going to be a traditional valuation and because right. dentistry has it, So they're going to say, Hey doc, we'll give you 80%. We'll give you 85%. We'll give you 90%. So her profitability quote unquote doesn't matter as much. Now there's, there's other, there's other DSOs that'll, that'll give you attribution for an EBITDA thing if that's what you're focused on, but that's for like, you know, usually they don't mess around with that kind of thing because it's right. not worth the time let's just be honest. And also
1: it's, let's talk about the idea that they're going to give you X percentage of your money upfront. Let me, let me know, clar- clarify, not works. worth
0: their time. Hold on Let me put a pin in that. Cause that could, that people could be offended by that. Where I'm going with that is, is the game, their game is to roll up. That's the term roll up EBITDA as fast as possible and hot potato it to the next person almost. So it almost takes as much work for them to roll up $200,000 of EBITDA as it does $2 million of EBITDA. And if they're borrowing on leveraged money, right, if their money's borrowed, so then, then it's a game of how fast can I do this before the funds dry up? So I don't want to say that it's not, quote unquote, if you're listening to this and you're saying, screw you, bold, and you just said it's not worth it. What I'm saying is is that it, in the game of roll-ups, um, the game is to is to find – Unicorn practices that you can acquire that have large amounts of profitability from an EBITDA perspective because the big boys play that game of EBITDA, not what's your top line. No one talks about top line. Matter of fact, no one gives a shit about top line in
1: business. Yeah. Well, we we did in the beginning. That's all we Well, used to I'm talk just saying, about. I'm like, saying in
0: business, agnostic business. No, I know, no one cares. I know. I
1: know. I know.
0: I um, know. In my YPO, in my YPO, in my YPO, in my forums, and all the stuff, in my business stuff that I talk about, no one says, like, no one talks about. What's your top line revenue? Because everyone knows it's a farce.
1: Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's actually the most upsetting thing when I've had times in my um, past where my top line was massive and my bottom line was so small that it was, I would have rather had my business shrink by half and make more money. Because listen, uh, you know, 5% of your business is going to drive you crazy. 5% 5% of your procedures are going to be failures. 5% of things are going to go wrong. 5% of your employees are going to drive you crazy. So if you have a large business, that 5% can become a lot bigger. 5%. So are you
0: happy with the advice you gave her?
1: Yeah, I am. I am. I just wanted to run by you. Well, Because I- also then there's the, the idea that, okay, you don't get all your money up front. People think you sell and you walk. They'll Hmm. hold back, especially if you're producing your own practice. They don't, Hey, I'm, I'm selling and I'm moving to Texas that. Okay. When you can do that,
0: you can have that deal. You'll have less valuation. You will absolutely have a a turn or two less. Um, Right. So the point I
1: was just trying to make when I gave you that advice is that if you, if you're thinking, I, I, I would say holistically, and I know there's, there's nuances to everybody's situation. If you're thinking about selling, I would probably do it now versus a year from now.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. And, and, you know, when you always say you can't time the market, right? You, you yeah. really can't we time know the market coming, with, though. with coming into buying stocks and things like that. It's not wise, but you can, and should time the market with exits.
1: Yeah. Right. And we're not, and we're not sitting here saying s- s- selling is a good idea. Um, it's just that if that's something on your mind and you had a one-year target or you thought you're going to fix something over the next year, then I would strongly consider it. And I want to add to: when you sell your own business, you have to enter into another business. It's just not your own. So if you get well, a pile of explain, money, you have to go yeah, invest it. Yeah, you
0: go. There you go. You're going to get funds. that Then those funds need to get yield just like they did in your dental practice, right?
1: And a lot of changes for you too, psychologically, when you're a dentist and you have a business or you're working as a dentist and you don't on your Business, you have cash flow, and there's nothing like having cash flow, repeating revenue that's coming in the door. When you get money, even if it's a lot of money, I've had friends that sold for you know big, big money, not just you know not dentists but uh, business people as well. And it's a funny thing that happens to them because even if it's a lot of money, they go into capital preservation yep. mode, and they're not as likely to spend. It's because scarcity. every time it's a retirement it's mentality, right?
0: It's like yeah. oh shit, this is it. That, this was is my all one, I get. that was Even my favorite. Even though it could be like lick. eight
1: million or ten million or something ridiculous or twenty million, every time you pull money from it, you're like, Okay, now I can earn less. Or when the stock, if you let's say you're in stocks, all of a sudden you look one day at your your portfolio and your five million went to four. It's very scary. You can't readily know exactly what your dental practice is worth at any given moment. But if you're in stocks and bonds, you can actually flick your phone up, you know, turn your phone on and find out shit, I lost a million dollars today. Right. We may lose a million dollars in our practices, but just never know it. Yeah. But, the idiot,
0: but, but, but guess what? At least you're in control of that to a certain degree, meaning you can turn on marketing, you can grow your ecosystems. You can, you can add this, you can buy real estate, you know, there's things you can do the stock market. You have, zero control over yeah, zero
1: you're in someone else's business
0: someone else's business and someone and you're gonna else. be the last person to know and you're a lot of macroeconomic climates war covids you know money printing all the thing covids look at me this
1: time, baby, be you this time, baby. craig you're uh you use clear a lot right Yeah, so we were trying to do it on our own. We tried to administrate a plan, an office plan for our patients on our own, and it was just really difficult. I had a bunch of other ones and for me, clear was the easiest, it was a clear way to do it for me. (laughs)
0: There's been a lot of chatter on that on Bulletproof uh, on our our Mighty Networks, our Bulletproof Network
1: about people using it and having a a lot of success with it. Um, Yeah, Dwight just did a good video and it's funny because the average patient, when you tell them, you know, hey, why don't you go to the dentist, they say, well, I don't have dental insurance. They don't realize it's like, if you have nothing going on, it's cost like less than your haircuts cost you. You spend more on gas and your hair and your cell phone. Thank you for dentistry That's but funny. we're all used to going to like uh the drugstore and 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 finding out their prescription and like prescription you said we live costs. in a
0: payment-based economy like no one sure. you know like even when you buy cars no one says Hey, right, well, how would you like to pay for your dollars thousand dollar cards like hey 300 dollars right. a month sound good so exactly. it's a great it's a great place where it, it serves um and they're going to be at summit so um yeah i
1: wanted to just chime in about that yeah i'm happy we've been using it for years and uh, it works it's the easy button for sure let's take your partners for example at ads yeah what they know about your business if it was a publicly traded company they decided to buy into the company would be illegal they can walk around ads and be like oh we're opening up a location over here oh john's creek look at john's creek it's gonna be amazing oh we're hiring that doctor what i'm trying to say is that in private privately held businesses mm. you have information that's not available in publicly held companies you have you you have no access to that information. Yeah. So what I'm saying, my do, like do
0: my understand? partners are on the board, therefore they know the next moves. Meaning the board, right. they the, know everything. The they board of the, dir- the board traded. of directors. Yeah, 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 they, yeah.
1: They can walk around the practice, and be like, oh look at you know Dr. Jones, he's yeah, kicking butt. Oh my uh, God, look at John's. Creek. I didn't know we got all these scanners. Oh, what's this? Yeah. Next what, what, yeah. What? What's going on? What was that? You know. <laughs> well, Black they would Haven. know about all doing, the scanners. But, but you're right. It, it's
0: inside baseball when you're inside the when you when you when you have the inside right track. So that's what I'm saying with your
1: own. Own business you know there's inside baseball you have insider information look it's proven time and
0: time again there is no better investment when run correctly as an operator there's no better business from a tax advantage situation from you being of oh, yeah. your then money than your own business 100 yeah. that's why we talk in the mastermind greg it's like we're talking about discretionary money and things like this i said look if you've maxed out your practice to where it's wants to be or you've allocated funds for or you want it to be later great now is a place to p- deploy discretionarily into the real estate or the market or whatever it may be, even some even some speculative investments, right? Or alternative investments like um, you know some moonshots. Private equity. That's and fine. That stuff, yeah. But 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 you want to allocate the funds where they're going to work the hardest right i look at all of my yeah. dollar bills that i get and i say you're going to work hard little guy you're going to work
1: hard now go lunch yeah, Peter go. Luke says every day your dollars wake up put a shovel on their back and go to work yeah
0: i look yeah, at and is- say now now go yeah. go out there and come back with come back with a friend Come back with a friend. Yeah. Well,
1: that I just wanted to talk about that because we talked about selling and I just want to make sure people don't hear is like the sky is falling and sell now. Because if you love your business, it did and, kind of sound like that. You did, you did kind of well, put it out there like no, that. No, this person has to sell because they cannot stand living where they're living. Okay. So they well, that's a, a different scenario. An untenable situation. And guess what? To-
0: that desperation is going to come across at the table and she's going to get crushed.
1: Yeah. I hope not, but yeah. You have to, I mean, it's a psychology. Probably the same reason why she wants to leave New York is probably the same reason why many DSOs may not want to practice. That. I was just about to say,
0: right? Like you think that's not a pervasive thing that's going on. You think she's the, the outlier in, in wanting to leave a, a scenario where there's uh societal, like, I don't want to be here anymore, right? Yeah. But in, and like, it's a funny thing that I remember one of my mentors said something. He said, look, when, when bad shit happens, people run and they drop things. The smart people go back and pick them up, right? Or, or yeah, are there to course. pick them up at discount, right? Mm-hmm. And usually the people who pick them up are these shrewd business people who can see, of course, you know. Of but course. but us, we dentists, we just throw our hands up and we're like, screw this. I'm selling. Yeah.
1: I'm out of here, right? Yeah. And you just get your ass handed to you. Yeah. When every, well, listen, Black Friday, when TVs are on sale, people sleep out overnight to no, buy to a reduced s- sale price. Say $74. But when assets are on sale, everybody freaking like flips out you know that's an asset that's on sale it's Warren Buffett Warren Warren Buffett's bought more stock in like the the first quarter of this year than I think he's bought I mean he's on a record tear of buying companies right now
0: Hmm, I don't I'm not a fan of him but you know he does have a good quote you know be fearful when others are greedy and be greedy when others are fearful for sure right for sure. uh, but I don't, I don't, I don't really love Warren Buffett. I think he's a dinosaur, and I think he's, but he's he's smart dinosaur. But he's done well. He he missed a lot of things. I don't know why we're. I know Warren you Buffett. don't like him,
1: by the way. Well, he, just recently, su- he hates Bitcoin, by the way. He hates it. He yeah. says if you could, he said the other day, he's like if you could sell me one percent of the United States farmland, I will cut you a check for 50 billion dollars right now but if you actually give me one percent of or all the bitcoin i would have paid 25 dollars for he was just he's so he yeah hates it. but he was around in the dawn
0: of electricity so like who no, gives that he know. doesn't understand he and he'll tell you that he didn't understand hey, listen, amazon Peter, he passed on the that good news is
1: history will prove one of us correct that's well his deal
0: his history is 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 coming to a close pretty soon what do you mean? History's coming. I mean, to a he close? he can't. He's not going to be around too much longer. I mean, what's he going to live to? One hundred and nineteen. Well, no,
1: it's just. Between, I don't know. I mean, I'm just talking about you and me. Like,
0: Watch this. You know. so probably outlive
1: me. <laughs> God forbid. So talk to me about student loans, by the way. Everybody's talking to me about like, no, hey, uh, man. don't worry, we don't have to pay our student loans anymore. We're all going to be forgiven. Like, talk to me about that. So dental student oh debt God. is gone now. No,
0: no, 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 no. So it, you know, so Biden is trying to throw through an executive order of 10, 000, the first $10,000 of your loans to be forgiven. He's trying to do it on an executive order, on, but like you and I discussed yesterday, it's actually impossible to do. There's an act of 1965, I don't remember the exact bill, but it prohibits a president from, from relieving student loans as an executive order. So I think he's kind of pandering a little bit. Um, the interesting, it
1: was a, it was a promise during the election. So
0: yeah, it was a promise, but, and he's saying, oh, I try, going to be like, oh, I tried. It's interesting the timing of what you're trying to do it. I think they're, they're looking at November to try and buy votes essentially, right? This is, this is definitely something to put him back in the good graces of the voting population. Um, because there is art you know, not arguably the lowest approval rating of any president, uh, sitting president right now. Um, I think the tides are changing and I think everyone sees the blood in the water. That being said, so, so this would be, if this does pass hypothetically, correct, I'm not sure it's going to apply to, to dentistry. I'm yeah, not sure. Too rich, huh? It's yeah. like for Well, I, yeah, I qualify. don't think it applies to graduate. And, and um, I think it's more of an undergraduate and I think there's probably some limitations on income. Where so you, All those
1: worthless degrees that I've told people like, don't get a doctorate in like British uh, or uh, French uh, painting or literature. We're paying for that now, is what you're telling me? Like the, yeah. Like yeah. the wastebasket degrees. Yeah. I mean... PhD in uh, 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 Roman uh, history. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but here's the
0: thing. God, there's so much to unpack here. All this is, Greg, is this is a stimulus. It's just wrapped in a prettier bow, right? Right. So if, if it does pass, which I don't think it will, because Congress actually has to vote this in. If it does pass, then it is going to be... Uh, it will it will stimulate the economy and maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that will be the thing right, that tapers right. some of this quote unquote contraction of GDP. It will accelerate. Actually, it will take us out of that contraction of GDP because it is responsible. Student loan is actually equal to about I think three percent of the GDP. Believe it or not, two or three percent, meaning that we have um, um, I forget the aggregate amount of of, of I think it's one point three trillion dollars of outstanding student loans um, the bill on the table would relieve a large a lot of this I think 500 billion of it mm, um, so it, it adds, adds the biggest stimulus if you can remember just to put this stuff in context we lose some perspective because now we're in the trillions and this and this um, economic you know the COVID thing and all the things that happened in the past two years was a 10 trillion dollar stimulus if you can remember and I know you can back in 2009, when Obama was putting through the stimulus of 2008-2009, um, and remember how $600 billion was the yeah, stimulus package? Yeah, that's crazy. The, the in to, Craig, in totality, meaning that was enough money to bail out GM and help out right. Delta and do all the things. In totality, it was $600 billion. Now we're That's like, crazy, hey, right? let's
1: just do this one. Let's just do this one. Let's just do this one. Yeah, the spending is out of control. Out of control. Spending's out of control. Right? I mean, and two, we've we've talked about this before, Peter. But there's going to be an inflection point where the 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 schooling is just not worth it, even for specific schooling like dental school. Like we talked about this in another podcast. There should be like a truth in lending disclosure the when you are sign your student is, loans. The problem is, Craig, when is you, that the when government- you buy agree- a house. Let me just tell you: this. Right. When you buy a house, you buy a three hundred thousand dollars house, and you sign up on a five percent mortgage, thirty-year fixed. It says your true cost of the house is going to be blank. So imagine if at dental school they were required to say, "Okay, your total education's approximately this," and research shows that you're probably likely to make this, or the average that you'll make is this. You would never do it. It's not. Never it, mind. It, a, it
0: can't be truth in lending. Um, I hear what you're saying on this. The problem what, what is, would it be is that the problem stems from the government. Let me tell you why. The government said, "Hey, if you want to go to school, we will give you as much money as you need." So you're giving eighteen to twenty-one year olds pretty much limited money. The cost of education has not has ramped up threefold, tenfold of, of inflation. Meaning that in 1970, the cost of a private school year of school was twenty-five thousand. Today it's like fifty-five thousand, right? So it so it, it there has become Anywhere there's a bucket of allocation, the, the government saying, "Hey, here's a bucket of funds," people are going to step in and privatize the education. Things are oh, going be to rot. No, no, it's not going to be great. It, meaning that they made a business out of the allocation of funds. The oh no, 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 I was talking
1: about well, yeah, when they privatize it and still use government money, that's not. I'm, I'm talking about completely be independent of government. Something. No,
0: because because they those funds are still approved, meaning that you can right. the people can still get loans. They're like, okay. $55,000 a year seems like a good idea. It's cost me nothing because the government's taking the loan. And all of a sudden, it becomes a business to raise tuition is what I'm saying. Mm, there is yeah. money in taking advantage of these tranches of money. So anywhere yeah. the government provides a tranche of money, people step in and take advantage of it. So the rise mm. of these private schools, these bubbles has been incredible. The rise of, yeah. the rise of tuition has been incredible because there's no end in what the government won't allow you to get a loan for quote unquote education.
1: But yeah, to your I point just,
0: but yeah. to your point, now you get out and you are literally in, in indentured servitude because yeah. you have no means to ever get out of it. And your interest rates are, you, you basically can only stay afloat. And if you can only stay afloat. And they're afloat, not
1: deductible, right? Like the student, the interest on student loans. It is, it is to a certain okay, degree, well, right? But, but educational costs for families is not like, I, there's some like lack of deductibility and taxes for this. Like to a certain is, degree, you get, you yeah. you
0: start, you start, you start earning out. And let's just call it back in dentistry because it's a dental pod. You start earning
1: out of some of your deductions as you make more. Yeah, your standardized deductions. Yeah, as, yeah, yeah.
0: So, anyway, yeah, um, yeah that's that's good. I just good. I
1: just don't know what changes, but I do believe that there's a point in our future where it just does not make economic sense. And, and people I hate are going to see
0: that, you know. Look, everything has been demonetized. Everything has been democratized. You know, there's digitization of everything. You look at Peter Diamandis and his six Ds, right? He talks about things. I think education. Well, look at
1: look at specialty specialty programs. Well, like hold, imagine.
0: Let, a, let me just finish that one real quick, just as I can. So, it used to be that like there was a walled garden to education, meaning you had to sure. you had to be able to pay your way to get into that garden to then learn from the people in the ivory tower, so to speak. Now, education is free everywhere quality education so it's not that it's not that the, there's not the means to be able to educate yourself um so if the true thesis of college and higher education is is learning well you could technically do that for free on youtube well, no, or paid it's a, courses
1: it's a it's a paywall or the, it's the con, true or the con academy education. that's what, exactly what yeah, i'm saying
0: it's a paywall so people are going to wake up and say and look, this shift is going to take a lot of time. I mean, you know, the legacy system that we built, it takes a while for people to be like, wait a second, this was not built in my favor, potentially.
1: I wonder if specialty applications are declining, like prosto residencies, stuff like that. I mean, like... I doubt it. You, you doubt it, huh? Yeah, I doubt it. Interesting. I, doubt it. I would think it would, because there's a lot of, um, there's education that's available, you know, postgraduate, edu- postgraduate level education that's available to GPs and i just i i see more this the rise of the super gp like you know when i graduated 100 years ago you didn't it wasn't well you're going you're, you're taking close. a hard
0: tangent but and i do agree with you because i think there's going to be a normalization of what specialists are paid versus gps are paid
1: well that's happening already
0: that's what i'm saying so yeah. when that happens right it doesn't make sense to quote unquote specialize because you're not guaranteed the higher money if corporate America is now controlling quote a lot of dentistry, right? If they're yeah, gonna be if the if one who runs controlling their
1: jobs and they made it the same yep. percentage between GP and specialty. so you are right in that degree, with,
0: right? That maybe they, they the carrot might be starting to be removed. If the carrot was like you will make twice as much as a generalist, just go to this extra two years of school. Right. If if now the longer <laughs> that is the case, then then you are right. Maybe it's like, hey, not only am I gonna have to pay I'm going to lose that miss out on two years of earning and it's not going to make any sense to do so to specialize, you know, who knows? I'm, I'm just, yeah, I'd love to point. hear the,
1: I'd love to hear your comments below. Please comment. Let, let us know what you think. Let us know. If, it is, makes you know, sense Peter if and I it, are further you, away from our graduation point. And some people may be still in schooling and just the conversation. But this is going to be, this I'd could be a paradigm it. shift, Craig. It's not going to be
0: like an inflection point. I don't think, I think it's going to be a shift over time. Um, just like I was thinking that education will be a shift over time. People will see less and less value from, 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 paying $50,000 a year for just undergraduate education. I don't mean just, but for undergraduate, because, um, you know, typically the people who really want to do things, it's going to take an MBA or a PhD or higher education learning to do that. And that's when it gets, that's when you start dental school or medical school or, you know, chiropractic, that's when you start stacking on big money debt. Yeah, you know, coming in with $200,000 of student loans in your undergraduate and then stacking on another 3-400,000 into your professional is insanity. It's crazy. You better you better be you better be a you better be you know how to you you know the fastest way that people ask me like what's the best way to get out of debt? I said produce your ass off. Learn how to be a good businessman and produce your ass off Make income. That's the only way out. It's the only way out cuz no one's coming to save you on that one. That's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> it's sad. What <clears throat> are your um, thoughts? Let's, what are you... let's wrap on. Um, let's wrap. If you no, I have I, one
1: more, econo- I have one more economic thing right, to right. ask you. Okay. Um, you think we're going to war?
0: You know, Greg, I am not qualified on that. There are things that I that I'm pretty qualified to top talk on. I think geopolitically, charge things. I am not. Um, yeah. So I'm not even gonna. I'm not even going to to speculate on that. Yeah what do you think? I mean, you, you I, obviously feel a certain way and you, you know, more yeah, about this I stuff. think
1: we're, I think we're, um, amping up and escalating towards a direct conflict with Russia. Um, you know, I, I, think, uh, what's happening to the people of Ukraine is absolutely terrible. Um, and I, I feel for what's going on there. It's a modern, sovereign civilized nation, but I also think it's far from a democracy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I believe that, uh, Putin is a maniac. And I believe that there's no talk for peace and I think there's has to be room for peace because there can't just be a binary uh, equation of either we win or we lose. Mm. But there's there's a happy medium, or not a happy medium, but a, a conciliatory medium that no one's talking about. And you know, I'm seeing our our heads of state going to Ukraine saying things like, "We will support you until the very end." I I think we wind up losing a lot of lives in Ukraine um, and possibly more, and I think we'll wind up you know, I I just don't think war is the answer right now. And I I see that happening. So when I'm talking about recession and stuff like that, I think a big part of what's going to wind up happening is a war, an extended, maybe not direct conflict with Russia, but a proxy war, like we usually have, like the Afghani war and the Iraqi war and all these other things. I think a lot of people lose their lives.
0: Yeah, but you know, even even by trying to tiptoe around and be a proxy, you know, it involves you, it it implicates you into that, you know, so
1: well, people die, and that's I a, a I know. problem I'm, for the course, world.
0: I'm saying, I'm agreeing with you, and, and I'm just, you know, I pray every day that that there is resolution because no one wins in a war. We all know that, and it just
1: sucks. And, yeah. Uh, well, it's not true that no one wins during a war, by the way, Peter. Unfortunately, well, um, politicians <laughs> get there richer, cat, There's deals made. Yeah. War is a very lucrative endeavor for institutional politicians, and that's what's scary. That people would actually in, in the in the cry for support of people. We will arm them against the foe that's much stronger. You know, that's the largest nuclear superpower. And sending, we're sending them long-range missiles now, like $33 billion worth of long-range missiles so they could potentially try to attack Russia from there. You know, that doesn't end well. I wouldn't pick a fight. It's just, it, yeah. it bothers me.
0: Yeah, so, you know, it's, it goes back to kind of how we were talking about, you know, the contraction of the economy. I think you look at the stock market, it's a sea of red. I think people, I think there's fear and uncertainty um yeah. right now right um so you know who knows all we can do is pray that pray that um that innocent people aren't aren't casualties of war you know
1: yeah um, i know so that's my that's my thought all right well greg well thanks for uh thanks for making me depressed for the rest of the day well i'm sorry to have again. to force you to stick your head in the sand and talk about it you, you mean, know i think my think head it's, out uh, of the sand i'm sorry my head out of the sand you mean yeah, that's what I said. Head I out you of said the, sand. Head in the sand. No, I said out. But it's okay. I just don't
0: know enough about it, honestly. To, to I don't either. Qualified. I
1: I just know enough to know that what we're being told is probably not a hundred percent fact. Right, and we're being told en mass that this is the way we're going to do it. We're going to support them. There's always a nuance to it. There's always some degree. And why is there no third option for diplomatic discussion? I mean, recognize. You know, I just I just worry about those people. I really do. And, you know, that's a bear that I would not be poking. Um, but um, anyway, leave your comments if you have an op- uh, opinion. I'd love to read them. We read them all, and I'd love to hear what people have Yeah,
0: day. we do. We read a comment the other day, by the way, um, which I never read, and it was about the book, and um, it was funny. Actually, it wasn't funny because, I like, I laughed, and then, like, I kept thinking about it all day long. So I was like, obviously, he, that guy got in my kitchen. But it was, like, I think specifically – editor. Yeah. Yeah. The, the topic head. was get an editor, which is funny. So topic. just so you know, we uh, to your oh, point, Craig, on, we dude, do read, we do read all this stuff, all the comments when yeah, Craig but says, okay, Hey, put, but put some, some people want to
1: just dig at you.
0: No, I know that. I know that. And, and, um, but it is funny because you, you know, you come off with it. You get, you get so praised by like people being like, Oh, you're making such
1: impact. And then all it takes is one person to be like, Oh, that's not true, Peter. That's not true, Peter. Uh, you, no, you, you didn't no. let me
0: finish you didn't let okay me... go ahead all it no. takes
1: is one person to
0: to to kind of kind of humble you to the fact that you're like well maybe maybe the narrative maybe the messaging isn't isn't there right
1: i don't like, let that enter right. my space i mean listen if you live by people's praise you die by their criticism what you want when you want to stand out and do something for whatever reason people are going to put arrows in your back Totally, and that just comes with the territory. I mean, human beings are tricky. I know, but
0: but are just like in our practices, Court, Craig. We str- like we want every yeah. patient to be happy, right? I want it's every impossible. dentist who follows us to kind of be like, Gosh, it's "What value? It's impossible." But it's guess impossible. what? If you get a bad review in your practice today, you're not going to be like, "Ha ha ha!" That's
1: just whatever. You no, you, no, no. You, I know. You take like, it. You we're take talking it about for, emotionally. For bulletproof. What what seminar gives a money back guarantee? It wasn't talking about the
0: seminar. It was a book.
1: No, I know, but I'm just saying our, our organization, what we stand for. Right. If you didn't like what you did, I mean, we had a sponsor that we didn't like what they were doing, and we actually gave their their check back to them. Right. I mean, so at the end of the day, you you can't make everyone happy, and uh, but you we're try. Not trying to. You try. All right. Well, no, we're not even trying. The people that listen, there's there's people that want to stay stuck in their dirty diaper. What was that? <laughs> that was my sad. Uh, wah, that was wah, 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 my wah. sad trombone. I like it. I wish
0: I had that machine. You don't have. You know, you'd be so annoying. You'd be, would be you would. So you would overuse it and start giving. Yeah, my train one of my truck. By the way,
1: I'm so annoying with that too. Oh my god. Just, anyway, uh, we appreciate all the positive feedback. I get text messages um, all the time saying that we're doing a good thing, and that's what that's what we're doing this. We're doing this to try to help the profession, and you know, not have everybody skin their knees like we had to skin our knees. So, uh, uh, if you like what you're hearing. Let us know or drop a review, um, and there's really appreciate it.
0: F- uh, five regular price tickets left for the summit only, Craig. Thirty days out, five regular. The next, the last fifty. So it's at two fifty or two forty five. The last fifty go to the next uh, tier. Um, so five discounted regular price tickets. Yep. And I think the Got room it. blocks expired either today or or yesterday or t- yesterday. But um,
1: don't delay. Don't delay. Don't delay. Don't delay. Um,
0: Hi, right, buddy. Let's, um, we'll see you next
1: time. Awesome, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Pete.